Welcome to the Rosenbox, where dancers go for show prep and candid chat. I'm Claire Kretschmar, and I'm Aron Sands, and we are dancers with New York City Ballet. Hi everyone, we are back at the Rosenbox. Thank you for joining us. And to begin this short series of episodes, we are going to talk about A Midsummer Night's Dream, the show that we have been doing at the end of the spring season. And Aron and I both went behind the scenes during the opening weekend mm -hmm. to catch some footage from our peers. And we got some fun stories to share with you about this magical ballet. And also we got to perform it. And we did, and we did. We do have that other job as <laughs> dancers. Yeah. Our production of Midsummer Night's Dream, choreographed by George Balanchine and music by Mendelssohn. Of course, it's based on the play by Shakespeare with the same name. Mm -hmm. And we do it in two acts. Yeah, most of the characters are from taken directly yeah, from the play. And the storyline. Yeah, and it takes place in a forest and all of these characters interact and crazy stuff happens. Yeah. And I, I know that You were a lover, Lysander. Mm -hmm. I was, and you're in blue. Mm -hmm. I am one of the red lovers in the story, Helena. Different cast, so we didn't yeah, get to dance together. Not at the same time. But that's but... okay, maybe one day. And then Aron also got to do the, what do you call it, the green giant? He's called something That's else. the unofficial name. <laughs> the unofficial for it. name. Yeah. Titania's Cavalier. Titania's Cavalier. Does, but everyone calls him. Does the he green have giant. a name? No. He's. He's either no. Titania's Cavalier or the I've Green heard, Giant. I've heard that he, I don't think he's an original character from the play. Mm -hmm. I think Mr. B just kind of put yeah. someone there so Titania could have a pot of it. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it I makes agree. a lot of sense. But, you know, he's not as official. Yeah, the no-name Green Giant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, yeah, and then I also did another part, which yeah, we'll talk about later. <laughs> 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 Anyway, we will hear from our first guest now. Anthony Huxley, a regular on the pod. Hey. <laughs> as he gets ready for his role as Oberon. In tonight's performance, how you doing? Good. You know, the last time we chatted, where my shoe was broken. <laughs> yes. I, again? Not again. No, I have good shoes this time. Okay. But you know my ingrown toenail. <gasps> so I taped my toe. That's mighty. But you know when the tape, the when the tape gets like sticky, so now yeah. my two toes are stuck together. Well, be careful not to get And and oh, you have already put the tights for the show. Yeah. You're you're in. So you're in for the night. I'm committing to four toes tonight. Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah. Less toast to point. Exactly. I just need the big one. How is it dancing with the wig and headpiece and crown and wreath and? It's really heavy. Is it? It's very Because it simulates your same haircut, but it's gold and sparkly and glamorous. Like, but it's a lot. These are like two pounds. Because you can see all the diamonds. You really can. It. Can I just say it? It is worth it. What's challenging about the part? Is there anything challenging at this point? Because I know you've danced it before. What's challenging? 
The whole thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> From beginning to end. Yeah. Do the kids help? Yes, they do, actually. Stuck in that young energy. And Erica Pereira, our super lover. Can you tell us what you're dancing tonight? I have, I'm, all the characters are here getting ready together. Tonight I am dancing the role of Hermia, one of the lovers. Are you blue or red? Which I one do you wear? I am blue. Work? She's blue, everyone. I am blue. I'm the in love couple Aww. at the start. And I have a really crazy solo. Oh, you do? Dramatic, Dramatic, indeed. very dramatic, very frantic. Who is your lover? My lover is Lars. Lars. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to get on the drama. We're excited to bring the drama. This production has it all. Kids. Fog. Animals. Dogs. Donkeys. Fairies. fairies butterflies. Wings. wings. Capes. Capes on capes. Sparkles. Heels. Point Wings. shoes, flat shoes, glitter, props, braids. So, oh yeah, it props. It has drama. It has a love story. It has. There's something else. You know what stresses me out the most? Our capes. Well, you don't have to dance with your capes. No, I don't. Have to dance. It has capes. My cape. A, a, a long costume. A dragon tail is always. Well, like you have to move it around. Oh, you have to, you have choreography. You have capeography. There is capography. But I don't have capography. It doesn't look like there is, but there is capography. And it's quite long. The cape? Yeah. yeah. And light, which and sometimes makes it worse, because you can't feel it moving as much. And the cape is never on its leg. You just uh, always have to... It has saliva on its leg. It really does. One of my favorite things about Midsummer's Night's Dream is that, of course, everyone has a very distinctive and different character. And everyone, it's in costume and, you know, the look is done. And everyone is warming up together and it just looks like a zoo. It does look like a zoo. It's like if you didn't know nothing and you just stepped in and, you know, Titania is sharing a bar with Oberon and also someone with a blue dress and someone wearing wings is just banging her shoes uh, three feet away from them. It's just, it's it's very fun. Yeah, and then the, uh, the stage hands are setting up the backstage area mm -hmm. with like trees and the fog material and like the twigs and, and there are three different prop tables oh yeah there's three different prop yeah. tables there's a lot of props capes did we emphasize capes i i just want to make sure that people know that there are capes in this production okay? uh, yeah me too i don't okay, i couldn't just... remember if they were mentioned yeah, they never all, mentioned at all but um okay, <laughs> okay glad we did that um, but yeah, we yeah. that was Oberon. He's king of the fairies, mm -hmm. and he is the spouse of Titania, and who is they, like kind of like the queen of the fairies. Yeah, she's the queen of the fairies. Mm -hmm. They get into a little argument over this little page, mm -hmm. and <laughs> that facilitates a lot of the drama. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's one of the key focal points of the drama yeah. is that there's an argument the over this little page, mm -hmm. who's played by a school of American ballet student super cute um and then yeah and then the rest of it unfolds in the forest with the scene as erica mentioned the lovers mm -hmm, of course um and then there's even a section with hippolyta queen of the amazons 
Island, I think. I believe so. And she has these hounds. Yeah, but it really, there's a lot of animals. It there, really yeah. is a zoo. Everybody plays a character. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, a human gets turned into like half <gasps> donkey. Yes. Bottom. Bottom. Yeah. And um, because of the magic flower that gets like sprinkled over yeah. Titania, she wakes up and the first thing she sees is bottom and mm-hmm. then she falls in love with him. So it, um, the drama continues throughout. Drama, yeah. And that, that pas de deux is super sweet because um, Titania is dancing with a person, but he has this huge donkey head on, mm-hmm. and the donkey all he wants to do is eat grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Titania falls in love with him yeah. because of the magic flower that has been sprinkled. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, yeah. very fun. And uh, mainly the drama instigator is Puck. Yes. Who we'll be hearing from later on. Yes, and he ha- he has great insight to share yeah. about this role. So now we'll be hearing from Lars Nelson who plays Lysander, one of the lovers, as well as Bottom, mm-hmm. and also one of the dancers in the divertissement in the second act. Here in dressing room number 16, we have Cor the Ballet dancer Lars Nelson, who will be performing on tonight's Midsummer's Night's Dream. Can you tell us what you're getting ready for? I'm getting ready for Lysander, one of the lovers, uh, is one of the human characters that is um, has a trick played on him by Puck and so that when he, he falls asleep and then when he wakes up he falls in love with the next person he sees and a drama ensues. Very cool. Can you describe what the choreographically what the part is like? Because I know there is dancing but also there is partnering and acting and sword fighting. Yeah, it's all those things, more of the dancing happens in the second act, in the wedding, but in the first act, it's more um, acting and running around the stage and sword fighting with my male lover counterpart. <laughs> Who is? Sebastian Villarini Velas. <laughs> and. Do you do any other part in the ballet? Because I know a lot of dancers do more than one part. Not in one night, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also perform bottom with Miss Miriam Miller. And on some nights, you'll also be able to catch me in the divertissement Corps. Awesome. So what's bottom for the people that have not read the play or have ever seen the ballet? Bottom is another human character that Puck plays a trick on by turning him into a donkey and using the same spell that he uses on the lovers to make them fall in love with the next person they see, he does the same thing to Titania. And Titania wakes up and falls in love with Bottom, who's a man with the head of a donkey. And that requires a lot of acting as a donkey and a lot of movement and yeah exactly and since i'm wearing a donkey head you can't see my facial expressions so i have to really use my body to do all the acting great point i have a question i was looking at it today do you do like faces oh absolutely it it really it's really hard to act without without using the face yeah Yeah. and i mean i'm making all sorts of donkey faces in in that donkey head but (laughs) Particularly eating the grass. Are you are you opening and closing your mouth? 
simulating as you, if you were eating it? Yeah, of course. Um, and sometimes I'll also incorporate a quiet little hee-haw no, you for my Titania. No, you, only for my really? Titania only hears it, and it That's so special. really helps you know get into the part. And helps also make her believe that she's really falling in love with the donkey, and not Lars Nelson dressed up as a donkey. Cool. And and last but not least, the divertisement, mm -hmm. which is a, a little ditty that happens during the wedding section mm -hmm. at the end of Act Two. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of the most dancing parts. Yeah, totally. More classical ballet. Yes. Choreography in the ballet. Mm -hmm. And that happens in. Basically, the middle of the wedding. That mascara is pretty dry, by the way. We need uh, to get you a new one. Cause yeah, I know. I, I, maybe DC. Maybe DC will yeah. be a time for a new mascara. Yeah. Go on. But yeah, the, that's the most dancing that really happens in the ballet. And who do you dance with? Well, I got thrown on on Sunday for a performance with a lady who was also doing it for the first time that weekend um, with Bailey, but. I think I'm going to be switching off with Daniel Applebaum. I'll be dancing with um, Mary Elizabeth Sell. Awesome. Very, yeah. I think it's a very common thing. Mm -hmm. Very last minute changes mm -hmm. due to COVID and illness and mm -hmm. injuries. Mm -hmm. But I believe you really lived up to the part and delivered. Mm, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing Thank you. all of your insight. Yeah, it was a pleasure. With us. We wish you best luck in your performances. Seems like a big week for you. Yeah, it is. I love Midsummer Night's Dream. How about the kids? How about them kids? Oh, the kids are adorable. And they're so excited because mm -hmm. they're quite young, so it's their first production back since yeah. COVID. Yeah, it's so fun to see the future of this company and the ballet world in general in those kids. Well, they're certainly looking up to you. Oh, well, it's mutual. All right, mad for tonight. Thank you. So in the performances that I get to do as a lover, I get to dance a lot with Lars and he's, he's such cast. a ham he's such a ham on stage I hope Lars this is okay that I'm saying this but you're he's such a good little actor mm -hmm. and he, he plays the sweet lover mm -hmm. who at first is in love with the blue girl Hermia and then by the the magic flower he falls in love with me because he wakes up and sees me Helena and I am not in love with him and so I just want to escape but Lars is like he just looks at me in the sweetest ways, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be not in love with you, but the drama part is really fun to do. So, And I particularly like when, I mean, when, when all the guys is, because you do Lysander, too. Mm -hmm. I love the moment where you guys, you're prancing around the back of the stage, and you're just picking up the flowers <laughs> because you just want to pick up the flowers because you're so in love. in love. You're like, oh, I'm going to get these flowers. And it's just a subtle detail that Balanchine put in that mm -hmm. really, I think, reads really well. Yeah, Mind you, on the stage at the same time at the front, it is Demetrius and Hermia mm -hmm. having, you know, a go at it and roughly... Mm -hmm. Moving around, one loves the other, the other one doesn't love. Yep. And 
Yeah, and Lysander's just picking sweet, flowers. Yeah, so sweetly in the back. <laughs> anyway, it's a great, great role. So it was fun. Up next, I run into Naomi Corti, one of the fairies, and this is what we got from her. With us, we have Naomi Corti representing the Toll Fairy community. <laughs> um, can you tell us what your part is like in Midsummer? Yeah, it's really beautiful and it's a lot of flowy but yet still powerful dancing. Mm -hmm. A lot of legs in those beautiful long costumes. That is true. Um, we have some balances that are a bit difficult, but when you do them well, it's fun. Um, and we're kind of, I don't know, are we Titania's, like, yeah. maidens? Yeah, Was that what it was yeah. called? The entourage. Yeah, we're entourage, entourage with our long braids. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's one of my favorite parts. It's so Because it's so pretty. Yeah. The headpieces, the costumes, the choreography, yes. the singing, they're the singing. singing. I thought that she was singing 40 hedgehogs. <laughs> <laughs> there is hedgehogs, but I don't know what it is. Everyone was like, there's not 40 of them. <laughs> so, no, sorry. That's amazing. Yeah. And have you done it before? Did you do it the last time? No, it's okay. my first time. Awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for dropping by. Of course. Mared. So in this part of the fairy section, there is a song. And we have real singers singing beautiful operatic melody. And in it, they say the word hedgehogs. I would need to look up the lyrics to this song, but I guess Naomi thought it said, 40 hedgehogs be not seen, or something like that. Which you might. It might say that. Or like, again, I need to fact check. Yeah. But hedgehogs, it's a really random yeah. uh, word to be heard in a song mm -hmm. at New York City Ballet, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> and now we're going to Peter Walker. Peter Walker, the most green and the most giant of them all. <laughs> hi, hello, hi. hi. What, are you, what are you getting ready for tonight? The most green and the most giant. Beautiful. How do you like that part? It's fun. It's pretty chill. You know, you get to, you're in about the first 10 minutes, then you get to go home. That is nice. Yes. To be early on. Yes. I'll have to wait around, so. Because yeah, Titania bows with Oberon, so, you know. Right. So what you do, you're Titania's cavalier. You're yes. the main fairy, queen of the fairies cavalier. Yes. Correct. And you get to dance with her. A lot of partnering. I support her. Right. Right. I'm there to support her. And also to cover because you have that leaf, That's huge right. leaf shade umbrella her shade. From the sun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and rain. Mm -hmm. Cool. Super cool. And and you're going to debut this role as well this season. How, are you excited for that? This I'm tomorrow, very excited. right? I, very big shoes to fill yes, yes. Oh, after yes. you. Yes, after Ask and Russell. Very large shoes, literally. Literally. Size 13, physically. 13, <laughs> How was your debut over on Sands Madrid? Oh, it was so much fun. I had a really good time. I danced with Miriam Miller, mm -hmm. who is uh, a pro 
She's a veteran of this part. She's mm -hmm. been doing it since she was an apprentice and yeah. first got into the company. So that made me feel very good, very safe. I was like, she knows the music. She knows everything very well. And it was really fun. Yeah. Everything went well. There's a, a few tricks, a few partnering tricks in the choreography. But yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And um, as Peter said, it happens so early on. And then you're done. You don't have to wait for the bow at the end of Act 1. Certainly, you don't have to wait for the bow at the end of Act 2. <laughs> so you kind of like go, do your thing, and then, you know, That's you get on with your night. That's such a good gig. We yeah. really love those nights when you have like a wham-bang. Like thank you, you ma'am. Yep, yeah, thank you, ma'am. We do it, do something beautiful and meaningful, and then you get to go home early. That, yeah. that feels like a rewarding day. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the lover's story. <laughs> Sebastian Viorini Velez getting ready for tonight's performance as Demetrius, the lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us about this part? Yes, it's um, I think it's one of the f best parts in the whole ballet, considering it's just going out there and acting. There isn't a lot of challenging steps. So you just get to portray a character and be funny, but also it's kind of hard to find a balance between being too over the top and, you know, not giving enough. So there's, I guess there's the challenging part, but it's just fun. And is this something you've done before? Or is it something new no, for this you this is, season? This season is, yeah, it's the first time I'm doing this. For the last, the last time this went, I was injured, but this mm -hmm. time around, I'm doing this for the first time. That's awesome. Yes. Is tonight your debut? No. No, my debut was on Saturday night. Thanks, yes. Well, I think you're perfect for the part. Thank I've you so much. I've enjoyed watching you every rehearsal. <laughs> Thank you. I think you're hilarious. Shout out to my amazing partner, Claire Kretschmer, who's giving me telenovela realness out there. Hey! Nerd. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't the one and only Claire Kretschmer. Um, you mean Helena. <laughs> Hello. She's already, she's already in character. She's already in character. Yeah, no, no. Who's Claire? <laughs> I don't know, Claire. <laughs> yes, I'm Helena. This evening in A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I'm just warming up. I got my hair fixed a little bit by our hair lady Susie, and uh, yeah, I got so, in character. I really do. Um, Helena is one of the lovers, correct? She's one of the lovers. She wears red. She's in love with Demetrius, she's in love which. With Demetrius but Demetrius doesn't love her. Um, Sebastian's right next to me, he's my partner, and he doesn't he's love Demetrius, me. He's Demetrius, and he doesn't yeah. love Claire. Yeah, but um, in the end we get together, it's all good, we get married. Everything works out for Everything is good. With the best. Um, I'm, I do need to try a step with him, so okay. I'm just gonna do it real quick. Can I quick. be here while you, you try can, it? You can be here, yeah. Okay, here we go, they're gonna try the step. She's on her knees. Um, so right here in this moment, Sebastian and I are practicing this part where I'm on the floor and then I get up, he holds me in an arabesque and we do some kind of tricky like arm winding where I get tangled up in his arms and then he pushes me away. I go cry over in the corner um, and then we do another kind of series of arabesque-like struggles and then uh, yeah, we do some acting things and that's pretty much it. That's kind of like our little paw. 
You guys really embodied the struggle of love yeah. and not being loved back. And no. it's you guys are really good. Just you guys are my top. favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> there, I said it. <laughs> we have here with us Romy Tomasini. Um, wait, are you? Did you get your contract yet? Yes. Excellent. Congratulations. Um, um, our new or one of our newest core members who joined the company, but someone who's been um, around for a long time since you went to the school for how many years? Um, I've been at the, I was at the school since I was six, so I went from six to 18. So quite, Amazing. Quite a while. So you know the ins and outs of every ballet. You have indeed done <laughs> um, Midsummer before as a kid, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have done Midsummer. Um, when I was a kid, I was a really, really small bug. Yeah, it was one of my favorite ballets, especially the sleeping scene, uh -huh. because I remember my headpiece used to always get caught with another person, and we'd walk <laughs> off on like walk off stage like together, with our, like with our heads Connected. like sideways. It was it was so cute. Do you remember the color of your costume? Yeah, it was blue. Actually, I actually have a picture. Oh. I just recently posted it on my Instagram story. What color is your like now professional dancer, big ballerina? Um, costume. It's pink. I'm a pink butterfly. It's blue is just the, the lead yes. butterfly? Okay. Yeah, just the lead butterflies. So how does it feel to be to go from a, from a small butterfly mm. to a bigger professional butterfly? It's definitely like a full circle moment. I remember our first um, rehearsal for butterflies we were in the PR room mm -hmm. and the music started playing and like all of these like memories and flashbacks just started just from like the music because like just like being like a little bug it, like just being a kid and having to like to, like getting to perform with the company is like so many Huge memories deal. It's so much it's so much fun like especially you get to like build like relationship with like the dancers like mm -hmm. it just brought back so many memories it was awesome oh yeah that's so special yeah well merit for tonight up next, Lexi Maxwell, as she gets ready for her role as lead butterfly in Midsummer Night's Dream. Hi, Lexi. Hi, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm very excited to see you flap your wings and Thank take you. us to Fly the land around. of the dreams. Oh, yeah, I got my red, my red hair on. Feeling good. Can you tell us what the part is like? I like to think of this part. I feel like it's very um, perky. Mm. So I like to think of fast feet, pointing my toes a lot. There's a lot of jumps. And the music is to the scherzo and then the overture, which are very bubbly. So I try to bring that part of my personality into this role. That's awesome. Any tips on how to um, act like a bug? Well, I try to think of myself as more like an elegant butterfly. Oh, that's nice. But I think that the fast feet, for sure, and the arms, we do a lot of flapping mm -hmm. arms, which brings, like, the butterfly wings to life. Butterfly effect. Yes, that's what I'm trying to bring. But this this season, I'm trying to bring a, a calmness to it. Less frantic, a little more calm, like a glorious butterfly. It is. This is something you've danced before, correct? I have danced mm -hmm. this before. And the last time I danced it was years ago when I actually injured myself on stage in this part. Are you serious? Yes. So doing this again tonight will be good because it'll be like getting back on the horse, conquering this role. Absolutely. After all those years. And now I'm not hurting. So hopefully it'll be more enjoyable this time. That's very special. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm conquering the butterfly once again. Without, <laughs> Coming out of the with, cocoon. Without pain. Without pain and just joy of dance. And it helps to have the little bugs around you. That oh, really yeah, gives you a lot of yeah. energy. It's so much fun to do it with them. I think without them it would be harder. That's true. 
Okay. Well, you look great, and I'm so excited to see you. Thanks. I'll try to bring the life of the butterfly. Nerd. It is challenging to go back to a role that caused you an injury in the past. It, mm -hmm. it is like an extreme mental hurdle to get over, especially if you can remember a particular moment in a ballet where you did something to your body that um, was traumatic. So bravo to Lexi for doing that in this, in this role. And the role of the butterfly is very technically demanding. It's very mm -hmm. fast and exuberant. So... Um, and it is a lot on the left leg. Uh, oh, it's a yeah, lot of relevance yeah, definitely. Relevance and turn on the yeah. left leg. So that's, yeah, a major feat to do that. Yeah, congrats, Lexi. Okay, now we are going to hear from the featured master of ceremonies in A Midsummer Night's Dream, Puck, who is played by Troy Schumacher in, in this evening's show. We are rolling. I'm here with Troy Schumacher, and he was playing the role of Puck this evening in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And Troy, can you tell us a little bit about this part, and um, what is your favorite part about it? Okay, so this part, Puck, is pretty exciting because there's a lot of room for individual artistic interpretation. There's bits and pieces and there's a lot of acting beats and an acting beat is when you are kind of the fulcrum of the action so mm -hmm. throughout the entire first act you're basically running around there's something like 23 entrances where you go on and off stage and if you miss one of them the story isn't told mm -hmm. so puck's kind of the central figure and making sure that the story is told mm -hmm. um so within that there's quite a bit of freedom for how you want to play the role if you want to play it really fairy-like if you want to play it very mean if you want to play it something in between those things if you want to play benevolent um mm -hmm. there's a lot of room for that so i think that really my favorite part of this is every show is like somewhat a little bit different it's not always ballet steps mm -hmm. it's a lot of individual flavor if you could pick one of the kinds of pucks which one would you be on a regular more regular basis so I think that there's an interesting interpretation of Puck that's a little bit malevolent mm -hmm. in his behavior. He's mm -hmm. stuck in this forest for centuries mm -hmm. and he sees these humans coming in and there's a lot of mischief to be made. And at the same time, he's not always fully paying attention mm -hmm. and he's just living it kind of um, by the seat of his pants mm -hmm. constantly. So he sees something and he's very impulsive mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I try to play it. And, like, he messes up Oberon's orders to, like, get the lovers to love the right people. Yeah. Um, Everybody's confused at that moment. <laughs> and Puck, Puck doesn't know what Oberon's trying to do right mm -hmm. there. So he's just doing what he's told. And the first person that shows up mm -hmm. is not the person he's supposed to enchant. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't know what's going on. But he sees that there's two people dressed in blue and one person dressed in red. And the two blue people, I guess, are supposed to be to together. Uh -huh. He knows he made a mm -hmm. huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. I play one of the lovers. And I love, I just love that section because it's very playful and but mischievous with Puck being around. And then in the end, like act one is a lot of the storytelling and then act two is you do much less, but you have this very famous um, flying episode. Could you tell us a little bit about that and like what that entails? Yeah, I, I believe that the play ends with this monologue by Puck where mm -hmm. he's basically no harm was done. Mm -hmm. And Balanchine chose to represent that by Puck sweeping 
uh, sweeping away all the harm and all the mischief and just kind of ending the day. Uh, and in the play, Puck kind of is this shapeshifter. He's actually quite a bit magical and he can do all sorts of things. And as he's kind of putting the forest to sleep for the morning, he magically flies up and it's a very uh, fun, if uh, sometimes stressful moment where you get to kind of just end the show, the curtain comes down and you're 20 feet in the air. Yeah, yeah, so you have this harness around you and then like magically, yeah, you are hooked into things, yeah. which then they the strings pull you up, um, like people up above the right. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway. it's not uh, it's not comfortable, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's such an epic ending, and I think a perfect ending, really. So, thank you so much, Troy, yeah, thanks, for Claire. talking. This is your ten minute call until Act Two. You better get ten going. No, you have some time. <laughs> okay, bye, Troy. Bye, thank Claire. you. What did you need to do? One more layer of paper towel in my shoes so that they can last a little longer. God. Yeah. It's a long night. It's yeah. a long night. It's, it's a long night. It's a long night. Well, first yeah. entry's done. First entry's done. There's two, actually. Two. What's your favorite part? Do you like Act 1 or Act 2? I'm going to guess Act 1. You get to really be the story. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, it was very pretty. The costumes you were at the tutu. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's very pretty. Um, yeah, and you get married in that one. And the wedding march is playing. Yeah. Beautiful. Stunning. Stunning. Sound like two kids at a sleepover. <laughs> I'm about to play Helena. What are you doing? Why are you even here? I'm just getting snacks. Why? <laughs> Why are you recording for the podcast? Um. Just kidding. I'm just getting snacks. So this clip was from a special evening. It happened to be Aron's debut as the green giant Titania's Cavalier. And um, due to a last-minute injury, I had to go into one of the tall fairies spots, which we heard from Naomi Corti earlier. She was one of those fairies. And uh, I got a call at maybe le a little less than two hours before the show, and I happened to be on the Upper West Side. And our manager basically he called and said hey are you in the city and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> are you in town? and he's like can you come to tall fairies and i was like you know i can i totally can i was walking somewhere so i just pivoted and walked to Turned the theater around. um i put on makeup super quickly i um had a emergency rehearsal and emergency rehearsal that lasted maybe 25 minutes, around 6.15. Yeah. The girl you're going to see, yeah. you stand up to kiss the hand, right? It's not still on the knee. You mean the one before you do this? Yeah, yeah you stand down. Okay, because I just did that on the knee, and I need it. And then take your face and look, like, ew! Okay, got it. Yeah. Just so you're not surprised why okay, you're standing thank up. thank you so much, yeah. Because I forgot that was supposed to be. Oh, okay, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Emergency rehearsal done. And then I put my braid in, because you have a lot of... Right. You have a lot of pieces to put together mm -hmm. when you get thrown on, especially in a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, so I had 
the braid I had to put on, my bun, the headpiece, and then the hair, figure out point shoes I was going to wear. And I had to just know the choreography. Most <laughs> um, <laughs> importantly. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just didn't. There's a lot of uh, crisscrossing Traffic, and props. We have a twig at different times. So I just want to make sure I knew what I was doing. So Christina was extremely helpful and she offered me her time backstage um and was very patient I just kept asking her all these questions and it actually turned out to be a really fun evening one my goal was not to mess up the choreography and to to have fun and those things happened but then I got the added bonus I because when you're a fairy you watch the opening pot of dough with Titania and the green giant I keep calling him the green giant yes. Titania's cavalier but anyway you get to watch it so I get to watch your debut in the back and I distinctly remember when the curtain or when the lights because we enter in the dark mm -hmm. the fairies mm -hmm. and then the music is continuing and then as the music um, gets builds. louder and builds. The lights come on on the stage, and I just remember, like, looking out at the audience and just like so so happy to mm -hmm. be there. A little nervous, mm -hmm. um, and then also that happened when I was like watching you, like especially when you were running around and turning around. I was like, oh, that's my friend. <gasps> that's my friend, and I'm just chilling here. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, Christina Clark helped me so much. Here she is. Okay, so I'm here with Christina Clark, and we just had an evening where I had to go into a part that I've done years ago, and Christina was like the Hail Mary, savior of the day. She helped me so much. Yeah, her and I did this part together maybe three or four years ago, so it was like revisiting an old friend. Yeah, and this was, us. totally, and this is the, the tall fairies section, um, which I guess we're usually taller than the other fairies, but it's more just like there are four fairies that do different steps than the other fairies, and um, you, you're definitely seen. It's a yeah. very, it's like a featured part. Yeah, in, it's really fun. It's, you just feel beautiful, and Claire killed it. She was You amazing. know what, I didn't mess up the steps, but I will say that that's because Christina <laughs> at all of the tall of the tall fairies and fairies in general like helped me go over it so many times and in a matter like stage, it was like an hour kind of look at each other and be like yes this is what comes next yes we made lots of eye contact um and it was really fun, was fun. i mean it's so sing-songy yeah. the parts that we do it's so musical beautiful outfit yeah. gorgeous set and you can't yeah help but have fun. you can't and so I'm really thankful for Christina. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Megan Dutton O'Hara, and she is getting ready to do the divertissement chorus section, which is a super joyous dance. Um, a lot of really good dancing in there, like, and technical oh, steps. A lot of really good dancing. It yeah. is, it's such a special section because it is sort of a sidebar to the story of A Midsummer yes. Night's Dream, so it's not a focal point in terms of the storytelling, yeah. so the dancing is just all about dancing big and free and being really sort of technical and getting to 
get to show off all of the things that we work on every day, which is yes. sometimes we don't always get to do. We don't. Like, when you're in the court, like, there are certain pieces that you really get to show, and then yeah. there's others where um, you use less of the steps but I mean mm-hmm. fortunately in the balancing rep we use we get a nice variety in the core you yes. do so much and I think too what I love watching in the diverse one is like the interactions between all of the dancers because there are many moments where you walk around and you switch partners yes there's a lot of good um sort of transferring of couples that happens and sort of a lot of like interfering where you get to make eye contact and look at one another Um, and even with the principal couple actually we're kind of weaving in and out of them um, and not avoiding them but sort of scurrying beside them and so you get eye contact with the principals and you're kind of all in this little universe um, that is the Divertis Mall which is really special. Yeah and when you said the word couple it makes me think like in I mean Summer Night's Dream there's so much about the couple, like the, there's the lovers section and we like right now the donkey pause going on with mm-hmm. Titania and the donkey who is bottom and um, but this theme of like marriage and couples which is highlighted in the second act um, in the actual wedding march mm-hmm. which is a familiar tune for many people and then the divertissement it's supposed to be like the principal couple and mm-hmm. all of you I would say yeah. you're supposed to represent it's, it's like eight couplings yeah. on stage yeah. or I'm sorry six couplings and mm-hmm. a principal couple yeah. in the divertisma and it's also special because as a core dancer you don't always get to do a lot of partnering but the divertisma really gets to challenge your partnering skills you get to sort of um do a, a lot of lifts that you wouldn't normally do and turns and and get to step out of that comfort zone which is why I think core members find it so special to get to dance because it's challenging and really rewarding at the same time yeah it's like you're doing your own pot it up yeah like every couple yeah so cool Megan you're equally as special as the principal out <laughs> yeah, there and yeah and it's so true anyway thanks so much Megan of have course. a good show Weird. that diverse wants section has an opening movement and then it has the central pas de deux with mm-hmm. just the one couple mm-hmm. and then another short finale and the middle the pas de deux is iconic mm-hmm. and it's so it's it's simple it's refined but i think technically it's very challenging mm-hmm. because it's so pure and the tempo is slow and the partnering is delicate so um, it's, yeah, it's for the premier ballerinas of our company yeah. and the very seasoned dancers. Uh, and it has this magical, um, I don't know if fall is the right word to say, but dreamlike, dreamlike, like in the end, there's this movement where the woman is held in like maybe I think an arabesque, but she's held upright yeah, and then she falls forward and like flips around in the palm of the man and it's yeah it's a very delicate beautiful ending to yeah. the whole pot of very cushing. yeah it's anyway so it's iconic and a great way to round out the mm-hmm. the performance that movement looks like what you want a pillow to feel like yes totally yeah. totally mm-hmm
Thank you for listening to our episode dedicated to Balanchine's Midsummer Night's Dream. And up next, we're going to be answering all of your questions. So don't miss it. Which I love. Wait, it I'm, feels I'm like a what? ASMR. An ASMR. What is that? <laughs> ASMR. She. It's just she doesn't. She doesn't even know what ASMR stands for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Wait, it is. So what is? <laughs> Every episode, we teach you something new. So wait, ASMR stands for...